Hey everybody, I'm Dan Beldowitz here with uh, Ken Jacobs, and this is Undoing the Unlife. Ken is the principal of Jacobs Consulting and Executive Coaching, which helps empower PR and communication leaders and executives to become more effective leaders. And so it does executive coaching when we boil it right down to it. Uh, I'm going to jump in right here. Ken, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being a guest. And uh, anything uh, you want to kind of expand on who you are, where you've been, and your, sure. your background a little bit? Thank you. And I apologize in advance if the throat goes or we get a cough. Yeah. Anyway, spent uh, 25 years plus in the agency business, man agency management and leadership PR agency. Um, made a big career switch reevaluation in 2006 7. Uh, we help mostly leaders of PR, comms, marketing firms, mostly through coaching. We also do some training in consulting. And um, I am certified. I do think it's important that when people look for a coach, they find a certified one, I say. So find one certified by the ICF. Um, if I can share one thing I have in common with you, Dan, we are sure. both IPEC trained and IPEC certified and always honored to spend any time with a member of the IPEC family. I do feel like we're, we're a family, honestly. I love it. Uh, just the, the shared language and every, everything that we went through in our training and, and how we look at energy and, and how people use it, I think is fantastic. That's why I love talking to IPEC coaches. That was honestly where I reached out to first. So I definitely appreciate you taking the call. Oh, gosh. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't say thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, hey, welcome. Rule number one. <laughs> Always be grateful. Um, so... When we were talking, and in, in we've had a couple of conversations now, I love, right, so I'm, I'm a marketing professional as well. I've been in, in marketing for 25 years. So I, I love talking to other professionals in marketing. And then especially to have a coaching background makes it even, uh, well, I guess, more unique, more unicorn-ish. Um, I'd be curious, what, what are you finding out there right now that, that you're really helping people overcome? What are you, what are you helping them undo? I, I would say it is it is undoing a lack of courage or a lack of confidence managing their fear. I always say, again, I, I don't work exclusively with, but mostly with PR agency leaders. So they are mm -hmm. asking for budgets of 10,000, 50,000, half a million, a million or more. You would think, well, they're the bravest people on the planet. You would think. <laughs> I am was shocked in the beginning, especially how many of them would say, I could never say that to a client. I could never say that to my business partner. I could never say that to someone on my team. And well, what would happen? Would you get fired? No. Arrested? No. Would the sidewalk open up and you'd be pulled in? No. What's the worst that could happen? And they say, oh, we'd have a conversation. Hmm. Yeah, that is the worst that could happen. So at any rate, I'm I'm sometimes, so at this point, I'm losing my shock over how many people in jobs that one would think would require courage have a gap there. Um, but for me, it's the gift that keeps on giving because it's coachable. So I so, am able to work with those leaders on walking through their fear. 
So you're saying there, what, what types of conversations are they, are they fearful of having? Like, I oh. mean, budget yeah, projections, yeah, 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 yeah. like, Hey, asking for, here's what I want to I need to spend. Like, what does that look like? Well, with clients, it could be, here's what we really need to spend to do the job. It could also be, we haven't gotten paid in two months. You know, it could also be, we need to raise our rates. Here's why. Mm-hmm. With their business partners, it could be, I, I need you to bring more to me as a partner. I need you to spend more time, more money, more energy. I need you to help me lead this firm. And of course, with people on the team, it's about performance issues. Yeah. Almost always, well, performance and behavioral issues. That's interesting. So it, it's honestly, I mean, it comes down to really just having the courage to speak up, right? So, or, or confidence in. Well, I, I think it's twofold as you say that. One is finding the courage or the confidence. And then the other is how do you create a dialogue, which for, for we in IPEC would be sort of level six with that we're all connected, right? What's going to have the best outcome yeah. of this dialogue? For the person I'm having it with, for our clients, for the agency, for their peers, maybe for their teams, you know, and and for me as an agency leader, you know, being able to focus and create that dialogue because there is so much fear out there. There isn't a lot of, you know, habit or memory about how do you have a truly constructive dialogue. So we often help them help them with that as well. You might role play a bit, you know, et cetera. I was going to say, what does that look like? I mean, are they coming to you with specific problems or are you uncovering this as you're going in and starting to talk to them? A little of both. I mean, if they come to you as a coach, they know something's not working. Either Mm -hmm. the agency isn't growing the way they believe it can and should, or they don't feel like they have a true partnership with a client or their business partner. Or there are ongoing performance issues by the team, um, or or just the work output isn't isn't what we want. And often, I'm I'm managing the agency. We're doing the work, but when I turn around, I don't feel like I see impassioned, engaged employees who are following me. They might do the work. But are they following me? Now, sometimes it starts with their performance is wrong. And then we help them realize, well, part of it is performance. But the desire to improve comes from feeling engagement with the agency and its leaders, its peers, its values. You know, we are living, you know, take one more. (laughs) We are uh, living in an era of employee disengagement. It's been bad and gotten worse since COVID. I also saw a study, well, a few months ago now, but still it was a happiness study and employees are unhappy. How do you get where you need to take your organization? How do you achieve its goals if your employees are disengaged? Yeah, if they're not happy. I, I don't think you can. I don't. I simply don't think you can. Not to the degree you could. You're not going to have the. You know, it may not be bad. It may be okay. And and when any client says, "Well, it's okay, it's fine," 
I say ah, the kiss of death on that. Well, is fine right? good it's enough? Fine. If I, if fine is good enough, then let's talk about something else. Is good good enough? What if we shot for great? What would that feel like? So, well, and I think that's interesting. Do do they have the courage or the confidence to go for great? I think they have a vision of what great is, and I think they're afraid to achieve it and do what it takes to have honest, constructive dialogue to get there. Yeah. But as we work away at those things, yeah, I mean, deep down, they wouldn't be reaching out to a coach if, if they didn't want more, right? They, I, I think they want more. I think they want more. And again, as coaches, and this is interesting for me because I'm also a consultant and trainer. Yep. It would be easier for me to say, here's what you do. And they might write it down. They might nod their head. But they don't have skin in the game. They don't have brain in the game, as I call it. That's where we've got to be very um, uh, loyal to the coaching process and trust it and know that our client, you know, my consulting clients need some wisdom, need some counsel, need some advice. Okay. My coaching clients, we, they have all the wisdom they need, but something's getting in the way. Yep. And my job as a coach is to help them get rid of it at their pace, at their speed, when they're ready. But the fact that they've reached out to me says, or, or even they're talking to other coaches too, that's fine. I, I'd love for them to hire one of us. Um, I'd love for them to hire a coach that's certified. I'd love for them to hire a coach that's high pick trained, to be honest. But as long as they, I don't want to say get the help, but if they begin the journey to empowerment, self-empowerment, that, that's what we want. So, yeah, I think deep down they know there's more. Well, I think that's interesting, especially the point you bring up on the consulting versus coaching, right? Where consultants just going to tell you what to do, like, hey, here's the process. Here's what you do step by step by step. Whereas the coach is really going to draw this out, right? In it, in in it, I think it depends on on the owner or the person that you're engaged with. Is do they want the step by step, or would it be better for them to realize it and create it or co-create it with you? Uh, and I've always found that that's kind of part of it. Is do they just want the answer, yeah. or do they really want to discover the answer? So I think there is absolutely no doubt that the better way is that it doesn't come from my brain and my mouth, comes from their brain and their mouth. Because I, I know that they will take action. I know they'll get there. And that's where I have to trust the process. And also, you know, there's a little ego when you say, Dan, you should do this, Dan, you should do that. And Dan nods his head. But I haven't served Dan, right? I haven't served you. Because you don't have brain in the game. And coaching, when we light up the front of the brain, right, it's the part where I'm going to forget some, but you can help me out. Creativity, collaboration, passion, passion, action, and memory live, right? Yep. So if I can put my ego to the side and stay in coaching and light up that part of the brain where all those things live, then I'm serving my client. And and I think that's, I don't I know that's what it's about. Now, sometimes if I feel like I have an answer that can help them, 
from my years of experience, I might say, can we switch into consulting? Yes. Have you tried this? Have you thought about that? Have you did it? You might want to do this. This is what I did. did Great ideas. And then I say, okay, I'm switching back to coaching now. And they almost always say, I, I don't care what you call it. It helped me. And then I say, I, I yes, but I need to know what modality I'm in. Yeah. What role I am I playing right this second? Right. When am I in consulting? When am I in coaching? And we dip, you know, we're mostly coaching. We dip into consulting and then we, we jump out of the consulting pool as it were. Well, and I think it's interesting. So what, and it, it brings back to light the, the, the having the courage and the confidence to believe in themselves that the idea can come from them. Yeah. That, that's everything. My goodness. My goodness. And I, 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 I mean, there are very few things I know. I know my clients have tremendous wisdom. I just believe that. <clears throat> yeah. It's almost like they have to buy into your belief in them before they can buy into their own belief of themselves. Maybe, but you know, we have a very thorough getting to know you, what coaching is and isn't, how it differs from consulting, therapy, advising, mentoring. We explain the process. So that that's before they've signed on mm-hmm. and, and roles and responsibilities of each. So once they've signed on, there is a view, I think, that we're going to be great partners and they're open to that. Sure. We, we take that step first. So then after that, what, like once you onboard, once you kind of get in there, what are you typically looking for next? Especially if, if we're talking about an example around somebody who's un, uncourageous or unconfident yeah. in some way, shape or form, walk me through next steps. Yeah. So, so usually there are other leadership goals that they have. So the process is we have the first meeting that we talked about. We do the energy leadership index, the assessment, the phone debrief, the uh, what are your coaching goals questionnaire. We do a few other IPEC uh, assessments um, so that, and that could take a full month. And they know what their goals are. Generally, they have five goals. I generally supply them with with an energy-related goal. You know, most of my clients... They've, they've done goals for years, but they've done PR or marketing or advertising goals. Most of them haven't done coaching engagement goals. So I actually give them a mini tutorial. Well, how do you create a coaching engagement goal? They work on it. I give them some feedback. And I always say to them, uh, you know, and we do it with edit, with um, what's the word? Um, track changes, all that stuff. Yeah. And I say, you can accept my recommendations all of them, none of them in between. The only goal I insist on is this energy leadership goal. Yep. That's part of working with me. And then we talk about, well, how do you create the biweekly actions, the actions between calls that will help me achieve those goals in six months? I was, you know, they're six month goals. They're not five month goals. They're not one month. They're not two week goals. They're <laughs> six month goals. They're the snapshot of you as a leader self and others when when our first engagement you know hope springs eternal when our first engagement wraps up and then we talk about well what are you going to work on every two weeks so that that's basically the process so it's usually more 
they might have one confidence or coaching related goal, mm -hmm. but often there's others. Often there's others. Do you find that they start getting into that? Like all of a sudden, you know, I'm assuming you have clients that are probably longer term, longer lasting uh, oh. clients that you've been working with for years that yeah. do they, do they eventually get into the routine of setting those either, whether it's personal development or coaching related goals for themselves? Well, we, we actually look at, you know, like four or five, four months in, let's say, we look at, and, and if it's sponsored coaching, if, if it's from, you know, not just self-funded, but, but the agency, yep. um, we check in with their leadership, which of their goals do you feel they've achieved? And, and they get to weigh in on the goals. If it's sponsored coaching, they get to weigh in on the goals as I think they should. Sure. Um, and so around four months in, three, four months in, I check in with leadership and I check in with them. Which goals do you feel you've achieved or are getting close to? Which do you want to double down on? Which are going to go on autopilot? We only talk about them if you have a step back, which you might. And is there one goal or two you want to add to the mix? Um, many clients renew, which is lovely. We don't tend to do the ELI again after only six months. No, right. Um, and then I ask them, do you want to look at your goal? You know, depending on when we did that goal review, if you will, then we look at, do you want to modify your goals for the next six months? And then, and then we go from there. But yeah, I've got some clients that, and I'm always like, if you're ready to, you know, leave the nest, Great. Great. And if you want to continue and grow in other areas or double down or what, like I'm here and I'm, I'm delighted. We have a number of clients we've worked with for years, for years. That's lovely. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Lovely. So what's, what would, what would be next steps then? If somebody wanted to, to find out more about you, um, how, how you help, uh, you know, organizations in, in PR and marketing, really undo, you know, the unconfident or yeah. uncourageous, whatever, or whatever it may be, whatever it may be. Um, I can think of three ways. One is email me, A-E-N at J-A-C-O-B-S-C-O-M-M dot com. We'll put that in the, in the notes. Right. Too. Or my, or my <laughs> website without the Ken at everything else is the same, or you can find me on LinkedIn and when you look for me, look for Ken Jacobs, comma, PCP, right? There are a lot of Ken Jacobs. So far, I'm the only Ken Jacobs, comma, PCP. That could change someday. Who knows? But um, if, if you connect on, well, if you connect on LinkedIn or via email or whatever, let me know that you met me through Dan's podcast. That would be great. 